Excuse me, but are you loving this podcast? If you are, you can support the show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. All you have to do is hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Excuse me, I have something to say. Hello and welcome to Excuse Me, the podcast where we have real and open conversations about life and everything it throws at us. I'm your host, Sean Philip Naylor, and if you're tuning in for the first time, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never have to miss an episode. You can also join in the conversation by surfing your way over to the show's official website or follow along on the show's official Twitter, Facebook or Instagram pages where you can slide into my DMs and let me know your thoughts on the show or even future topics you'd like me to tackle. And as always, those links are embedded into the show notes for you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Excuse Me. A big hello and welcome back to all of the regular listeners. And for those first time listeners, thank you for tuning in and spending a little bit of your time here with me. Don't forget to click on that subscribe button. And if you're listening through Apple, I would love it if you could rate and review the show. It really helps to elevate the podcast so that we are able to share these conversations with more and more people. Now, between the last episode and this one, The podcast has reached a pretty cool milestone. We're now sitting well over a thousand downloads and that is just amazing to me. So thank you so much to all of you for your support, your encouragement and your feedback. I really, really do appreciate it and I do appreciate you all as well. So thank you. Stay tuned though, because not this episode, but the next episode I'll be announcing that very, very exciting news that I've been teasing for a while now. This week on Excuse Me Though, I am a big ball of love as one of my best friends back in the UK has welcomed her first child into the world, a beautiful baby girl, Robin Mary Dorba. Welcome to the planet, my love. Congratulations to the new parents, Emma and Rob. She's absolutely gorgeous and I promise As soon as we're allowed to travel again, I'm coming over to meet this little birdie. Now, in keeping with the baby theme this week, my guest is a good friend of mine. Her name is Marina. And earlier this year, just before the global pandemic took hold in Australia, she also welcomed her first baby, little baby boy named Thomas. 
This episode, Marina will share her own pregnancy experience, uh, her own advice for for other new mums as we talk about pregnancy, childbirth, motherhood, parenthood, as well as what it's like having your first baby in a foreign country during a global pandemic. Hi, Marina. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hello, hello, everyone, and Sean. Um, I'm good, very good. Thank you. But first, let me thank you for inviting me to be part of your podcast. It's, oh, it's like I'm very, very honored, extremely honored. And well, I can only tell about my experience. So I really hope it helps someone. Someone can take a little bit of my advice and because yeah, we never know everything, but I can share what I've been through. <laughs> exactly. And every woman and every you know mother and father's experience with childbirth and, and raising a child is so incredibly different. But um, how are you today? How's baby Thomas? Look, Thomas is just recovering from his first virus. We've been, yeah, we've been up and down, up and down, but he's, he's a little brave boy. He's doing pretty well. He's been itching a lot, his face and he's teething as well. This time it is teething because I think every, every parent, they think, oh, it must be teething because they go through so much and they like this cry, but this time it is teething. So good news. And but he's doing out. That's good. And he has just gone to bed, and you and I are having a little Zoom chat with a glass of wine. Cheers, my love. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a sip. All right. Well, let's jump straight into it. So tell me what it was like for you when and Tiago, your husband, when you guys found out that you were pregnant, like your first baby, how did you feel? What was going through your mind? So to start with, we found out that we were pregnant when we were in Germany traveling with my parents, which was great because, you know, we could we could share the news and like celebrate with everyone. And then after Germany, uh, we went to Brazil so we could share with friends and extended family. Everyone was really, really happy and it couldn't be better. Like really, it was a mix of feelings. Like, are we ready for this? (laughs) It's going to be great. Oh no. Wow. A baby. Now a baby. But we were, we were ready. We, we have gotten our, our residency here. So we were pretty, pretty set in life. Oh, but then you have those kind of thoughts. Oh, but I wanted to do this trip before. Oh, but I had to do this and that. But I, I think you're never ready to have a baby until you are. <laughs> no, like it's one of those things. Like I, it's like any of those big changes that happen in life, like, you know, marriages, breakups, births, deaths, you just, you never, you never prepared for it. But then when it presents itself, you find yourself coping with it and dealing with it and going, okay, well, this is this, this is happening now. So now we just have to go, go with it. So were you <laughs> and, and Tiago weren't trying for a baby. You just happened to no, get pregnant. No, I just had stopped my contraceptives maybe a month before so just uh, let's see what happens and but no we weren't trying that's crazy you guys were just like Mm. stop the contraceptives here we go we'll just you know what happens happens and then a month later you're lucky enough to be one of those women who just happened to just fall pregnant very very quickly so we were happy like really happy Tiago like with his 
biggest smile. He looked at me and like he gave me a big hug. You know, he yeah. was happy. So I said, okay, I have someone who is really happy. Uh, but I was, I was really happy and I was uh, excited. But at the same time, I was, oh, okay, I'm going to be a mom. So I'm going to have to share my whole life, my <laughs> time. And, you know, I won't have time to go to the gym, to do this, to do that. <laughs> you know, all the kind of selfish talk. But yeah. um, it all finds a way after. <laughs> well, knowing you as I as I know you, you've always like we worked together for a long time, and um, at the same time we were working together, you were doing childcare and and all of that business, and so you're very maternal anyway. So you're a mum without a child for a very long time. That's how I always see it. Oh. But <laughs> now every woman has their own very unique experience with their own pregnancy. What was being pregnant like for you? What did you love about it? And what did you not enjoy about the journey of pregnancy? Um, so overall, being pregnant was really good. Like I don't have many bad sides, like to say bad sides for it. I was very spoiled with massages, with cooked <laughs> meals. So that was really good. And I kind of slowed down the pace of my life at the time because I was always like running and really busy and doing that and doing that and doing that. And I thought, okay, let's enjoy this nine, 10 months and, and see how it happens. What I didn't like is that at the end of the pregnancy, everything got everything. The Well, I got really heavy. <laughs> and because Thomas was born in January, it was becoming quite hot. Oh, yeah. And January babies in Australia are not good. My sister had my nephew in November and she was living in Darwin where it's oh, just crazy hot. Like, I, I don't know how you do it. I take my hat off to you women. You're insane. Well, there's a pool here in the buildings. And another thing that it's really good is that I exercise until, I don't know, I was 38 weeks like very lightly, just like walking and swimming at the pool. And this helped me also for the birth as well. How so? Uh, they say it helps to position the baby in the right position. If you're active like with, during pregnancy. Yeah. Right. Of course, if you've always been active, like if you're used to exercising and you have an active life and you keep that on going, it helps. But you won't start like swimming or you know, going crazy at the gym once you get pregnant if you've never done anything before. Yeah. Um, so did you suffer badly with any morning sickness or anything like that with Thomas? He was your first. And I hear that, you know, for a lot of people, their first is, is can be quite, particularly a lot of younger women, their first can be quite not, I don't want to say easy because I don't think any pregnancy is ever going to be easy, but it's potentially a little easier. No, no, I haven't had any morning sickness or anything. The only thing in the first trimester, I would feel really tired, like, really tired and I just wanted to sleep and because I didn't know until I was nine weeks yeah I was oh am I getting depressed or what because I just wanted to get from work and have a 
shower and then lie down because like I was very tired. That's but, crazy that you would, you know, mm. well, not crazy, but it's interesting that you would go from being, I guess, your normal self to, to identifying that something is not quite right within your body because I guess we all know our bodies so well. But then to go, mm. you know, because you're so run down or you're feeling so tired to then associate that with am I, am I feeling depressed? Because yeah, your body, exactly. like the hormones that your body's, like everything's changing with pregnancy. It's incredible. The, the the human body is incredible in itself, but the female body is ridiculous. Like that is some sci-fi stuff that you girls go through. And I am I amazed. It's also, uh, and it's also, I think your body kind of telling, oh, maybe slow down a little, you know. Um, because <laughs> There's a baby on board. <laughs> exactly. That first trimester is always like, gotta be more careful and yeah you have to look after yourself because you don't know you have the baby yet so looking after the baby too and, and it's funny for you as well because communicating you were you were traveling and you were you know you're having a great vacation when you found out and you didn't find out until you were nine nine weeks um, yeah not, uh, well yeah I was seven weeks but that when he told me oh you might be pregnant but then when I got to Brazil and then I redid the blood tests and the scan it was nine weeks so that, that it's like that that first trimester is such an important trimester for the baby's development but then there are a lot of women who don't know they're pregnant until that first trimester is over exactly yeah crazy so i think because sometimes we don't get to know um your your body tries to communicate with you like for me slow down and you know you're tired rest (laughs) maybe i i interpret as this manner (laughs) yeah so going from like the the first time of finding out you're pregnant to the final days of pregnancy what what kind of thoughts go through your mind knowing that you're about to give birth especially for the first time because you don't know what to expect well because I, I was overdue, so I went to 41 weeks. Oh, don't I know and it? We so were all any... like waiting for him to show up and he just wouldn't show up. <laughs> so we were like, okay, maybe tomorrow. Oh, what about <laughs> it? We were like, can you believe that tomorrow we can have a baby here and that's going to change our whole life? <laughs> like, so from any minute, our life can bling, change. In a second, but, uh, well, not a second, in however long you labor few hours (laughs) but yeah and one of my thoughts beside this one was like are we capable of raising a child like really we're having a baby am I good am I good am I ready to have a child yeah you look so good so ready (laughs) as my midwife she used to say like your body knows what to do and you and your baby will learn together. If I can say, if you're pregnant, your mom's trying to have a baby, don't be so hard on yourself and enjoy every single bit of it. Because from the very beginning until the last minute, enjoy the ride. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, with pregnancy in that last minute, once that baby's there, everything changes again like I guess you go through so many phases of pregnancy you go through that not realizing you're pregnant 
to thinking something might be going on, to doing the tests and the blood tests or the pregnancy tests. And then you realize you're pregnant and then you go on a whole new journey and then the baby comes and everything. It's a whole new journey again. And you always say, ah, no, the baby will have to uh, adapt to my routine. (laughs) He's the baby. I am the mom and I will keep my routine and do this, this, this. No, you won't. (laughs) You you just won't because the baby needs to end. And ah, no, but the baby will will have to sleep the times when we're home or in the pram. But no, it just doesn't happen this way. You are going to adapt to your baby's life. (laughs) (laughs) So what about like, just to get a little personal, what about Mm -hmm. the thoughts and feelings that you would have had about the actual birth itself, not knowing as in not experiencing a birth already? Did you have any fears about actually having to, you know, push? Look, I, I wasn't thinking much about the birth itself like I was I say oh well this baby's inside it has to come out somehow (laughs) (laughs) and I really didn't have much expectations my only and main thing was my baby will come healthy so I I wasn't I really didn't mind if it was it would be a natural birth a water birth a cesarean whatever the way the baby was coming to the world I didn't really care and I think that put me in a stage of mind like peaceful stage of mind because Thomas was born in the water so he wasn't he's a water baby yeah he is and it was beautiful I was calm of course I was really tired because I got to the hospital at 8 p.m and Thomas was was born at 11.43, something like 11.41. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, we forget this detail. Just just so, squeezing in before the next day. Uh, exactly. But yeah. See, a friend of mine, she had, uh, what you're saying, I think it is very true. Like, of course, all you really want to do is have a happy and healthy baby. And I guess mm. a, 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 a stress-free birth as you can with the baby a friend of mine she when she was pregnant she really wanted to have a natural birth and Mm -hmm. she went in and at the very last minute they said to her no he's in the wrong position Mm -hmm. he needs to come out we're gonna have to do a cesarean and her response was yep okay get him out get him out healthy and get him out happy and he's beautiful like he's a beautiful little I think he's turning four or he's just just turned four this year and he's so happy and healthy and it's wonderful and I think that's one of the joys about mums is that they you know for the most part it is always about the baby exactly if your baby is healthy you're happy so here's a question. They say that women keep the real experience and sometimes the trauma of childbirth a bit of a secret. Would you say that's true? Well, I don't know because I'm an open person if I keep, but not really. At least there's so much adrenaline like going through your body and through your system, the hormones that, well, it is painful, I'll tell you. It is oh, my painful, God, of like, course you know, it is. That, You're pushing it personally. That had, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Like people kind of scared mums too much. Like, oh, no, it's the most painful thing in my life. I don't know. It is painful. Like, let's be honest, you're pushing a human out of your body. But it's not as bad as people say. No. Um, right after Thomas was born, I look at Tiago and I said, wow, not too bad. I'm ready for the <laughs> next one. <laughs> 
You're a legend. Yeah. Uh, You're a crazy know. woman, crazy. But I am. Like, I really, no, no, like, there's a lot to happen before the next one. But I mean, <laughs> I'm ready for the next one if I have to give right. birth again. <laughs> did you have, um, did you have an epidural when you had Thomas? Did they give you one of those? No. <gasps> I didn't ask for it because I was feeling like so dizzy and so tired that. I was afraid I was going to pass out, you know. Yeah. If I needed something, if I would have something, I would pass out. So, no, I didn't have anything at all. Wow. You are a legend, woman, a legend. That's and crazy. I was in the water and the the water um, helps your body to relax. And there's all those I cannot say specifically what the water helps. But it was good to be in the water because it relieves the pressure and relieves the pain. So by the time that like the there's a time for you to ask uh, for an epidural. And no, I didn't feel the need of having. No. Wow. And if you have an epidural, you have to get out of the water oh okay mm. right didn't know that although that kind of makes yeah. sense i should have really thought about yeah because they monitor you and like your heart rate and baby's heart rate and everything so you may have told me before and I, I may have forgotten and right now i'm completely amazed that you had a water birth with baby thomas midwives i think we, uh, we you and i we worked with Susanna, who was becoming a midwife and who is now a qualified midwife and also pregnant with her own baby uh, yeah. um what was your experience like with your midwives i think that they are the unsung heroes of childbirth like everybody talks about the doctors coming in but the midwives play such a big part it was great like if I I have my next baby I'll definitely try to have a midwife again they just come with the right words the right time you know and also because during pregnancy I had the same midwife because I went through the birth center yeah so I didn't have a private I went to public and I have the, the midwife through the whole uh, so it was the same, the same midwife throughout the whole thing yeah mm-hmm. okay. I had her all the pregnancy and then during birth and then a few days after birth she would come here at my house check on Thomas check on me and it was like during pregnancy I was like oh really I don't need a doctor maybe I, I should go see it because you have your your normal GP mm. and should I go see a doctor maybe and but no she, she was enough she was perfect and during birth she was the best person I could ask for and of course Tiago he was he was <laughs> he was better than her but I know you, he's, you he's, he's waiting for the baby him. to come out too like that's his little <laughs> exactly. baby he was the one holding my head but she would come with the right words yeah it, it was she was she was perfect how the way she was coming and then she put some music on the background and then those beautiful light lights mm. it's amazing lucky little thomas it sounds like and they, got a they really have good a more, yeah yeah definitely he they have a more natural approach than than doctors yeah. have, I believe. I haven't been a doctor, but have a more. I mean, I know you and I both know Suze, who we worked with, who, as we said before, she's a midwife now, and she's such a, a beautiful human being, little Suze. And she, she, I don't know, she's the kind of person that you would want supporting you when you were give, giving birth to a baby. Like she's, she has, when it comes to that whole childbirth scenario, when she's talking about her experience with midwifery and her training, she is so level headed and so grounded but also so nurturing which is beautiful exactly. so round of applause for the midwives well done <laughs> keep, keep up the good work 
ladies and gentlemen. So it must have been really hard for you having Thomas while you're living here in Australia with both yours and Tiago's families back home in Brazil. What was that experience like for you guys, especially later on after you've had baby Thomas and then all of a sudden we're in this pandemic and your families can't even travel to come and see him and meet him? Yeah, tell me. Well, my mom wants to arrive the days, the the day. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Water shut. So, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> she told me that she could. She had all her luggage, everything. There's just one bag just for little Thomas. Like, oh, just of like baby everything. clothes and presents. Yeah, and or everything that our friends were sending and extended family. So no one of our family know Thomas yet. In person, they know through video. Yeah. Um, well, Tiago's cousins, they live in Melbourne and they came to see Thomas when he was two weeks, but we cannot even see th- see them now because oh. frictions. So it, it was it, like we handled everything. Everything was handled, but it was really, really sad when we saw the new like borders are shut no one is coming and we were like it's our first and it's the first child for Tiago's family and for my mom and my dad it's the first grandson so big big expectations coming Oh, that's so horrible. I mean, I, my family live in England, but it's so hard when you're, you know, you're living in a country that you're not born in and all of your family and friends are living in because most of the time you feel really far away anyway, but when something big happens like a wedding or especially like a baby, the world feels so big, you know, and the world is not that big, but during this whole pandemic thing, it's so hard to be away from the people who know you best. I really, my heart really does go out for you and Tiago knowing that you had little baby Thomas at the beginning of the year before this pandemic went cray cray and then now he's like eight months old and he's never got to meet any of his grandparents he's not got to we don't know when (laughs) no and that's insane and it it's like it's heartbreaking but it it's also it's a great time for you guys to really establish yourselves as your own family unit without interference and I mean the nicest way possible like you know grandparents are amazing but sometimes you know you might need some space as a new family and you don't always get that if you've got 
everybody living right on your doorstep. So you guys, during this whole pandemic, having a 2020 baby means that you really have been able to, I guess, find your feet as a family. It really connects us as a family. Mm. Like I couldn't, I really couldn't do without him, of course. Like, it's, I mean, it's hard enough doing anything in a pandemic where you're not allowed to go and do anything, but yeah. to not have that international travel and not have your family members to support you and be there for you physically. I mean, of course, I'm sure they're there for you guys all the time. If you need to make a yeah, call or a Zoom or whatever, video chats, yeah. I'm sure they, they know baby Thomas in that format, but it's, it's just not the same. And so I really do feel for you guys. He's nine, he's nearly nine months old. Well, is he eight or nine months old? He'd been eight months old, wouldn't he? He's nearly eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's nearly eight. And, uh, and he hasn't got to meet his family yet. And oh, it just, it breaks my heart. We had tickets to go now in October, but of course it's, it's everything been cancelled. So we schedule those for June or July next year. <laughs> yeah. Let's see when. So how did you feel going from being, and you kind of touched on it before when you we were talking about with the pregnancy and you kind of realized, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to get to do this anymore. I'm not going to get to go to the gym all the time if I want to do that. Um, how did you feel going from being Marina, Marina, you know, Marina, the wife, the independent woman, the, you know, you're studying, you're working with children, you're having your own life, you're a, not a single woman, but you know what I mean? Like you are yourself and you are wholly you for you to then going to being Marina, who is also now a mum who has this little tiny man who's dependent on her for everything. What was that transition like for you? Well, I always wanted to be a mum and I knew this time would come sometime in my life. And I think you change a lot. Yeah, like I, I, I became more responsible, more patient, more understanding of other people, other moms. And also I'm less hard on myself and other people in general. Like I, I try to have less unreal expectations on people, for example. It, it, it is hard because you, you change so much and you have to allow yourself just this change. Do you think that you were aware of that change or do you think it was something that just happened organically? It, it happens. It just happens organically. Like you don't, you don't think, oh, when I'm, when I am a mom, I will be da 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 da. No, yeah. it just happens. And then I think the main thing you need to be flexible and to allow yourself to, to just happen. Like things yeah. will happen and like, let's see what I'll, what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm always really surprised by the whole maternal instinct that you women have naturally just, I guess it's just naturally ingrained in you, especially after carrying a child for nine months, or even for those women who don't carry their own children, but, you know, become mothers through other avenues. There's that maternal instinct that you have. And the best example I I can share of witnessing it for myself is with my sister, somebody who swore she never wanted children, never wanted to be a mum. That was not part of her journey. And then she has become one. And the way that she just naturally is such a good mum, like instinctively, like I look at her and I'm like, "You're, you're not my sister. Like, how are you this put together and how are you managing to raise this tiny little man because my nephew of course Adam how are you trying to you know how are you managing to do all of this 
when six or seven years ago you were just not capable of having you were just too busy having a great time like how Uh, you just managed to just flip it on a switch and and just be able to just suddenly be a mum and not just a mum but like a really bloody good one the maternal instinct in your in you women is incredible like I am sitting and holding my wine glass because I can't sip it because I'm too busy praising all of you but um You, I will I forever be in awe of women. I just, I, you, uh, wonder women, the lot of you, I swear. I guess the best part of human being is, is that we are adaptable. So we can adapt to changes. We adapt to what's, what's happening. And I think that's the good part of being a mom and you can adapt to your baby and you got to be flexible and accept what's going to come. Do you feel like when you become a mum, though, your needs become less important as an individual and oh, it's all about the baby? Yeah, you always you, put the baby or anything, anything. I, like I love, everything, my little Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I love that when you say that, you have the biggest smile. Mm. Like for a lot of people, when you say to somebody, you know, when this happens in your life and you do you, do you start putting yourself second, most people will be quite defensive and I'm not saying this to, to women who have had babies, just other yeah. aspects of life. But when you talk to a woman who has had a baby and you're like, you know, how does it feel putting something else as somebody else's needs above your own? It's just, it's always seems to be just such a pleasure to yeah. go, yeah, no, it's fine. My needs, whatever. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll deal with things as I deal with them. Sometimes. But this little person in the planet is now the uh, most important little person on the planet. It's incredible. Yeah, sometimes I think, no, tomorrow I'll, we will, we, because we're always together. Yeah. We'll do this, this, and this. And then, okay, tomorrow comes. And Thomas, well, he, he, he doesn't want to do what I want to do. <laughs> and, and I said, okay, Thomas, I will do whatever you want to do. I'm picking up the toys with the biggest smile in my face. And it's all nice and beautiful. <laughs> because he's got the biggest smile on his face and that bright, hopeful eyes looking at me like, mommy, you are everything to me. And baby, you're everything to me too. <laughs> Oh, Marini, you're so inspiring. I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> what advice do you have for new mums who, are, I guess, either they've already had their baby or they're waiting to have their baby, but they might be feeling a little bit overwhelmed with the whole aspect of it? Of it, like what? What advice do you give to those women? I guess I would say um, you will be ready. You are you are ready if you have a baby. Uh, you and your baby will learn together. And as in all learning process, you have your doubts and you think you're wrong and something will come up. And sometimes things appear to don't make sense. But if you're not sure, you, you need to ask for information, for advice, read, search. There's so much out there. And accept people's advice but however don't take them as the only truth because everyone 
will have a different perspective of being a mom. And you know that when the time comes, you know what to do, what is right and wrong. And you don't have to do what they tell you to because everyone has the di- their different experience. Listen to your instincts. You, you're you're born exactly. to, to be a mum and you're born to be able to deal with these situations. So listen to what your mind and your body is telling you. Exactly. That's right. And listen also to what your baby is trying to communicate because you're learning with them. So when they show you signs, you know what they're trying to say to you and you do beautifully. <laughs> that, that's great advice. I know that my friend who's just had her baby in the UK, I told her that you and I will be doing this episode and she's like, I'm definitely going to listen to this. Um <laughs> Because, because then sometimes she- we are so hard on ourselves, like, ah, oh, this should, I read that they should sleep for, I don't know, two hours, but they only sleeping for one hour and a half. I know what's wrong. There's nothing wrong. They all different. And whatever you're going to eat, it's important to read and to search for information, but don't take as the only truth because everyone is different and your baby will be will be different from any other baby. Having a baby is a completely life-changing situation. And I know, I personally know some incredible women who are so strong, but they've all suffered silently with postpartum depression. And there is a lot of stigma around that particular topic and being able to talk about it. When you had baby Thomas, did you have any symptoms of this after he came into the world? I know not every woman does. And, but for those who do, it can be really, it can be really problematic. Yeah. uh, Well, I can tell you that I have experienced like crying days and like sometimes being sad and especially with breastfeeding, it can be really hard. So yeah, search information and when uh, you say be ready, oh, go on, be ready. And well, I, I lost my thought. Okay. Ask what Sorry. Sorry. I was going to ask with, with, with breastfeeding, I know that it can be hard. I know my sister struggled when it came to some of the aspects of breastfeeding. I know a good friend of mine, she's having her own moments with breastfeeding. It's all very new. And I know another good friend of mine, she, she had, she just like, she was, she was a, a more mature woman with her pregnancy. And her, I guess her breasts just didn't want to come to the ball game with the, with the milk. Mm-hmm. Um, when you say that breastfeeding can be quite a, a problem, did you have an issue with Thomas? Well, I had a lot of milk, but very, very sensitive. So um, I, I'm still breastfeeding, but at the beginning it was really, really painful. And I was just thinking, I want to do this and let's, let's keep it going. And uh, we searched for, uh, Tiago helped me. He was my, my. He's a good man. Yeah, no, he helped me a lot. He like my lactation consultant. <laughs> <laughs> he was the best lactation consultant I could have. Uh, but I have other help too. So, well. If you want to breastfeed, keep it going. Search for another positions, like to put your baby, and it will it will help you. 
don't give up. Answering your questions, I did have problems with um, breastfeeding. I had lots of milk. But eventually, after maybe two months, we got there. I had mastitis twice. One, I had to go back to hospital because I had 39 fever. And I had to stay one, one day and a half at the hospital. And then I had again when I was back at home. And had antibiotics and blah, blah, blah. But everything got to be good again. It's I just, again, once again, I just don't know how you women do it. Your bodies are incredible. <laughs> it's ridiculous how incredible they are. Um, what were some of the surprises that you discovered after becoming a first time mum? What was like some of like the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny things that you just didn't expect? Best, I think the good thing is you can do it. You would do and you can do whatever needs to be done and you're capable and you're perfect to be a mom. To you. You're going to be the best mom that your baby can ever have. And the bad things, sometimes things don't happen as you planned. So try, <laughs> try different and you're going to learn with your mistakes and allow yourself to make mistakes because everyone does. Uh, the ugly the ugly is going to be I've, those explosive baby poos, right? Oh, yeah, it happens. <laughs> Once the other, I was by myself at home and then I was changing Thomas's nappy and he started pooing. <laughs> so, like, it went everywhere. And I was oh, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? And then Tiago arrived home and I said, yeah, angels, salvation. <laughs> and ugly. Well, Sometimes I think I experience a bit of anxiety because I am a very, very organized person. I love to have my routine and sometimes having no idea what time will do things, it kind of bothered me. But um, take, I would take this this chance as an experience, like a learning experience and I, like, I don't want to be the kind of person, oh, life is beautiful, I'm a perfect mom, mom is well, life is beautiful, but no one, no one's a perfect uh, mom. Yeah, you are for your baby, but well. And I really try in aspects, in all aspects of my life, to see uh, why is this happening. It must be a reason, and let try to have like a, a clear image, like okay, step back and try to see what is going on here and what can we do, what can I do to improve this. While we're talking about, I guess, experiences, what have been some of the most memorable experiences for you and your husband Tiago while you've been able to watch little baby Thomas grow for these these eight months that he's been on the planet? What are like your favorite moments that you've got to have? I think it's when we sit down on the on his plate met and like we see his beautiful smile and everything we do he laughs at, he laughs at and like we sing songs and his smiles and those beautiful bright eyes they just make our day much happier and everything makes sense again like if you're tired if you're exhausted everything makes sense I know the few times that I've been lucky enough to to 
see you out and about or bump into you or when you've come into work and you brought baby Thomas, he is an absolute ray of light and it's such a beautiful, infectious little smile that he has. That's my feeling all the time when I do something and he smiles like, oh, yay, got my day. Oh, that's beautiful. (laughs) When you look at the little human being that you're raising and everything makes sense. You're raising and that you've created, like you've put something amazing out into the world. And I think motherhood, fatherhood, parenthood is just something that is incredible. The, the, The fact that you get to influence a tiny little human and help them be the best little human that they can be is incredible. And I know that for me as a stepfather to two now adult children. Yeah. I know it's crazy. Benny's kids. Uh, when I first met Benny, his kids were like tiny little baby people, but now Allie is like 20. Oh geez. She's 20 or 21. And then Ethan is like about to turn 18. Um, I look at the experiences I've had with that. I've been lucky enough to have with them and the things that I've got to teach them from my own perspective or influences that I've got to have on them. And I look at that and I go, I've been able to help this situation. I've been able to be a part of this person's education and this person's life in positive and negative ways. Um, It's crazy the influence that we do have with the people that are in our lives and the fact that you as parents get to really... I guess, set the boundaries and set the marker for what is to come for this tiny person. And you and Tiago are just both incredible people anyway. And you're both just so loving and so beautiful. And I think little baby Thomas, he's gonna, he's gonna make a mark on the world. And that's because of you two. Oh, thank um, you. I think all the parents that do their best, they can. It's all you can do is do your best. Exactly. And mm. uh, now, are you planning on having any more beautiful little babies anytime soon? Because I feel like Thomas might need a sibling. <laughs> well, he will. He will in maybe two or three years. But our main goal is now to finish our studies. Tiago is studying psychology. He's just finishing his first year. And I, uh, I have just started a Master of <gasps> Education. You're crazy. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have a a baby. It wasn't enough. I just needed to start a master. (laughs) I'm going to have a baby during a global pandemic. And then I'm also (laughs) going to do a master's in education because, you know, why not? You're crazy, inspiring and beautiful and gorgeous in every way. Well done. Thank you. And (laughs) something else that I wanted to say to all moms that it is really important for you to have someone beside you that you can really trust. You can be like your partner, a friend, your mom, your dad, whoever. And there's even like numbers that you can call to and have this conversation someone you feel comfortable to talk to. But talking, uh, talking things through will help you to clarify your mind and you, you really need to talk when you, are, when you have the baby, the first days of your baby and also try to do some um, self-care time. Like even if it's at home, get your nails done, get your hair done, put a mask on, have ni- a nice bath do some light exercise and 
don't feel guilty for having this time because for you to be a good mom, for you to be a good friend, a good wife, whatever, you need to be well with yourself. So you have to be in peace with yourself. Don't be afraid of putting yourself first. Sometimes you have to. <laughs> that is amazing advice. So guys, that's it for this episode of Excuse Me. I'd like to just say again a massive thank you to Marina for having this conversation with me and for sharing your personal experience with all of us. Really appreciate it. To you guys, the listeners, I hope you got something out of this one. To any expectant parents out there, good luck with everything. You can do this. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast over on Apple if that's where you're listening from. Otherwise, click on that subscribe button so you don't have to miss out on any new episodes as they drop every fortnight, especially the next one as that is the episode we'll be sharing that big, big news with all of you. You can follow the podcast on Instagram or get in touch with me there at excuse me underscore pod or through the official website, excuse me, I have something to say dot com. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you guys next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.